It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. 800 subscribers. We've reached that benchmark by next Monday. Let's get to 900, and like I said, by the draft, let's have over 1,000 subscribers. So all of the Carolina Panther fans out there looking for Panthers content can find the show. Thank you so much to everyone who has supported the show here on YouTube and who has supported the show for the past year. As I've been hosting now almost a year, I mean, I think over a year now here on Locked On. So thank you to everyone who supports the show, and thanks everyone who listens on Apple Podcasts, where I ask you to rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars only. Don't be a hater. Also, check us out over on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all the other great podcasting platforms out there. We're everywhere for you to find on YouTube now and on all the podcasting platforms. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So get those into me now by either adding me at Julian Council or DMing at Julian Council. You can also leave a comment from a show on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, or Thursday also, on YouTube, and I'll get to your questions every single Friday for the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. Getting this episode out to you a little bit later than usual. My day job is working for the Motor Racing Network with NASCAR. I was in Richmond this past weekend covering those races. Didn't get home until midnight last night, and as I told y'all on Friday's show, I was not going to record an episode. I'm now recording around noon here on Monday, April 4th. This is going to be the Monday episode, Tuesday's episode, not sure when I'm going to get that to you. As you can see, I'm wearing my Carolina gear. Got my 93 National Championship shirt on. I have no trash to say to Duke fans. They're relevant to me after Saturday night's game. Check mate. Head up to Chapel Hill shortly. I will not getting a I don't won't be recording anything until tomorrow afternoon on Tuesday, which will probably come out Wednesday. So I have no idea when I'm gonna get the next podcast out to you, but I want to get something out to you now as we're three weeks away from the NFL draft and Quite honestly, not much Panther stuff going on. And this past weekend with the Final Four and having to work and being focused in all the NASCAR stuff, I was not really locked on, <laughs> which is funny. Not That was not, not no pun intended, no joke really. I was not really locked in to the Carolina Panthers and what was going on with the, this organization and team. And not really much news as I've seen. But just look, thinking about things as we're three weeks away from the draft, whether you're listening to this on April 4th or April 5th, we're now almost at the one-year anniversary, if not at the one-year anniversary, of the Carolina Panthers agreeing to terms with the New York Jets to bring over Sam Darnold, sitting a second, fourth, and sixth-round pick a year ago for Sam Darnold to be the starting quarterback in 2022. As we sit right now, three weeks away from the draft, we do not know who's going to start week one for the Carolina Panthers. We knew a year ago. I know there's folks out there that still felt at eight the Carolina Panthers should take Justin Fields or take Mac Jones, but anyone who was willing to listen to what the team was telling you that they knew right then and there that Sam Darnold was their guy. The team felt like Sam Darnold plus an eighth pick, which turned out to be J.C. Horn, made more sense for them long-term 
especially getting a young quarterback and Sam Darnold, who had been a top three pick with the Jets coming out of USC. They felt like him as a young player was a better proposition for them than drafting one player, whether it was a quarterback at eight or not, one player at eight, either Fields or Mac Jones. They thought Sam Darnold was the answer. Now, a lot of fans didn't want to believe that. Still felt like that the answer could be Mac Jones or Justin Fields, and maybe that was the answer the Carolina Panthers should have chosen. Instead, they went with Sam Darnold. We've seen how that has played out. But either way, right now, we still don't know who the week one starter is going to be. All signs point to Sam Darnold. The Panthers went after Deshaun Watson. That didn't work out. They have no interest in Baker Mayfield. Currently, they have no interest in Jimmy Garoppolo, who had shoulder surgery a couple weeks ago and might not be ready to throw the ball until July, which means he would miss the OTA portion and mandatory minicamp portion of the Carolina Panthers offseason. And that's just not what you want for a new quarterback coming into this organization. Scott Fitter has said multiple times that he's not going to force the quarterback um, position in terms of making a decision by bringing someone else in. But he's also said that there will be competition and that job is open. And that's Sam Darnold currently because of just looking at the depth chart. It's Darnold and P.J. Walker. He is the favorite to start week one as of right now. That does not mean that in a month's time, that will still be the case here in Carolina. When I'm looking at what they're going to do, and I'm sure we're going to continue to talk about it throughout the rest of this week and the next couple weeks as we get down to the draft on April 28th down in Las Vegas, and we finally find out what the Panthers are going to do. I do not see anything logically that would lead me to believe the Panthers are going to add a veteran quarterback between now and then. It took a couple weeks. The last two weeks ago, they looked at Matt Corral. They looked at Kenny Pickett. They looked at Malik Willis. They had time to look at all of the rookie quarterbacks and the top three guys that they have on their board. All three of those guys will come in for one of the 30 interviews, three of the 30 interviews Carolina Panthers have with potential first-round draft prospects. They will talk to all those guys. They'll continue to vet them. They've sat down and had dinner with Kenny Pickett. They wanted to have dinner with Matt Corral down to Oxford at Ole Miss. Did not get an opportunity to do that. But they've sat down and talked to all these players, including Desmond Ritter, who they had a lot of long conversation with back at the Combine in Indianapolis a month ago. Those are the main options the Carolina Panthers have. Corral, Pickett, and Willis. As you know, my feeling is, I don't really love any of these quarterbacks, but they're going to take one. They have to take Malik Willis. He has the biggest upside, according to all of the experts out there. Competency is not enough in the National Football League anymore. If that were the case, then Kenny Pickett might be the answer for Carolina, or they might try and see what Sam Donald could do with an improved offensive line. Hopefully, Chris McCaffrey being healthy, Robbie Anderson stepping up, and then a number three wide receiver somehow emerging and the defense playing the way it played last year and improved special teams. If that was all that you needed to win in the NFL at the highest level was competency, then Sam Darnold might still be the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Now, it could still happen. There is some sort of timeline out there where Sam Darnold gets an opportunity this year, lights it up, the Panthers re-sign him, and a problem is solved, and he finally figured it out. The more realistic timeline is Sam Darnold might, is probably not going to get an opportunity to be the long-term guy because Carolina Panthers in a couple weeks' time are going to select a quarterback. And for me, they have to do it either now or next season. We've seen how they've gone about things so far throughout the offseason and how that they've assured the offensive line, particularly at the garden spot and potentially the center spot with Bradley Bozeman and Austin Corbett and what they've done defensively and filling the holes around the foundation of Brian Burns, of J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, Shaq Thompson, Derek Brown, and all those fantastic players that they have defensively and re-signing Dante Jackson. We know what they've done on this roster so far, but what they need to find is a quarterback and, of course, a left tackle. At six, still to this day, unless something else happens here in the next couple weeks free agency, like they go out there and sign a veteran left tackle like a Dwayne Brown or a Eric Fisher, 
the Panthers' choices are left tackle or quarterback at six, and obviously they could always trade back. But for me, when it comes to the quarterback position, the only logical step forward for the Carolina Panthers to add another player on this roster is either draft one at six or trade back and get one later on in the draft, preferably later half of the first round or early in the second round if they can trade back in the day two. So that's where we stand when looking at the Carolina Panthers quarterback options three weeks out from the NFL draft taking place down in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, let's take a look, though, of the offseason that the Carolina Panthers had so far when it comes to free agency. I told y'all I think Scott Fitter has done a fantastic job in filling those holes. We'll look at the offense and the defense, and I'll give my grades on how I think Scott Fitterer did with those particular players that will now don the black and blue here in Carolina in 2022. So we'll get into that right here in just a moment. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because, well, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. They sent it to me. We found out that Athletic Greens AG1 supplement was going to be something that all those were going to be taking. And that's something that we were going to talk about and they were going to support the show. And I always ask you to support the people that support us. And honestly, it's absolutely great for you. So what's in this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotic, and, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you are keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, you can take this without any problem. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit that you have. Athletic Greens is recommended by professional athletes. It's trusted by leading health experts. You have to try Athletic Greens. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel prep packs for your first purchase of AG1. By the way, this past weekend in Richmond and a couple weeks ago when I was down in Athens, took this every single morning. Helped me start my day right makes me gives me a ton of energy all throughout the day and you guys should try it out too all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nfl network again that's athleticgreens.com slash nfl network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest sports developments including this week's masters championship odds down in augusta by the way, your boy is headed down to Augusta National for the first time ever on Friday. Thank you, God. Cannot wait to get down there. Fingers crossed that Tiger Woods will be out there. And if I'm you and me, I'm going to put all my money on Tiger Woods winning at Augusta. I understand the car accident happened 14 months ago. I don't care. It's Tiger at Augusta. Cannot wait to see him out there. Fingers crossed, of course, that he's out there. They have podcasts and reviews for all different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Safe to say that most Panther fans are pretty big fans of Scott Fitter right now, what he's done. I understand that he's had a misses. Sometimes the Panthers has been a little bit reactionary. You have to wonder if that's all Fitter, if that's Matt Rule, if that's David Tepper, or maybe it's all parties combined. The Sam Darnold trade didn't make a lot of sense. But as I've said in the past, the owner 
who preaches patience and that Rome wasn't built in a day, appears to be the most the least patient of the people here in Charlotte, although he is giving Matt Rule a third year here in Carolina. So he does have some measure of patience, but his aggressiveness landed us with Sam Darnold and the poor evaluation from maybe Scott Fitter, Matt Rule, and all involved. Now led to Sam Darnold being here in Carolina and the $18.858 million that are guaranteed this year with his fifth year option. I get that might lead you to be frustrated, Scott Fitter, but outside of that, I thought he's done a fairly awesome job here in Carolina. And this is the first time. This is his first year really taking over free agency and having complete control of the offseason period where they're evaluating players and signing players. Last season comes in, still kind of Matt Rule show. We saw that with a lot of the signings that they made. Now it really feels like the Scott Fitterer show. And I hope that's what it's going to be moving forward, knowing that he has a 20 plus years of experience working in Seattle. And Matt Rule does not have the world of experience, but he has surrounded himself on the coaching staff with three former head coaches and Ben McAdoo, Paul Pascaloni, and of course the native son here in Charlotte, Steve Wilkes, used to be the defensive coordinator here in Charlotte and was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals for a season. But let's take a look at some of the offseason or the offensive free agency guys that he brought brought in. And I guess I do a little bit of grades here. And I'm going to look at it as terms of, yeah, I think they can be good players. And if I give someone a low grade, it doesn't mean that I think that they're a bad signing. Just, you know, we'll see what they end up to be in the future. Let's start off with Austin Corbett, who was, I think, the second one that was announced um, on that opening of the negotiating period on that Monday a couple weeks ago here in Carolina. Austin Corbett, right guard, won a Super Bowl this past season with the Los Angeles Rams. They couldn't afford to keep him as they re-signed their center and left tackle, which made sense. So he comes over here on a three-year, $26.25 million deal, $13.6 million guaranteed. Knowing that guard was a massive issue last year for the Panthers, whether it was John Miller playing it, whether it was Matt Paradis, Dennis Daly, they struggled to keep the pressure out of the face of the quarterback there in the pocket from the interior. Now, Austin Corbett, I feel great about the Carolina Panthers having a starter and someone who's played on a Super Bowl roster and been a starter also in Cleveland where he started off his career with the Browns. I got to give that an A. Scott Fitter went out there and said, we got to address the offense line. And that was the first move that he made in free agency last year. They made moves by going to the, bar the bargain bin and getting out like paddle flying and Cam Irving and neither one of them panned out the way the Panthers hope. Well, at least with elf line, they have a potential starter. They're at center again for this year. And he helped them with the flexibility last year when Paradis went down, but he was not a great signing. I think that Austin Corbett is a fantastic signing for the Carolina Panthers. Moving on to the backfield, Deontay Foreman, one year, $2 million contract was on the street last season, midway through the season. Derrick Henry breaks his foot. He comes to Tennessee and he has an awesome end of that season, helping the Titans get to the number one seed in the AFC. Things didn't work out in the playoffs for them as they lost to the Bengals. Knowing that the Panthers want to be more of a downhill rushing attack this year and being able to find someone who can take some carries away from Christian McCaffrey and particularly look at the short yardage situations. Cam Newton, we'll see if he's on the roster. If he's not, now having Foreman, we can go back to the last couple seasons where you go back to week one of the 2020 season against the Raiders, that fourth down and one. They can't get that first down by handing it off to Alex Arma. You go back to the 2019 season when Cam has a foot injury on that week two, that Thursday night game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They go to McCaffrey. He doesn't get the first down. Having someone big and physical like Foreman who can wear on a defense late, who can be able to ice out the clock, and particularly in those situations, the short yard situations, where they struggled last year and the last couple of years, you have a player like that. Going to give this a B-minus. 
Um, I, I mean, I think he's going to be good for the Panthers. Just think B minus grade, not not too crazy as far as the money. Um, Higgins, Rashard Higgins, wide receiver, comes from Cleveland, one year deal, one point one eight seven million dollars this upcoming season. Not a bad deal at all. We'll see whether he does emerge as a number three wide receiver. The Panthers never had one last season after having that in Curtis Samuel back in 2020. He goes to Washington with the then football team, now Commanders, had injuries all of last season. So I know I think the Panthers missed his production. Maybe he would have been healthier or healthy had he been here in Carolina last year. I give Higgins a C. I don't know what his role is actually going to be. You're going to have to see Terrace Marshall get the first crack at being the number three wide receiver. They drafted him second in the second round last year out of LSU, never was really healthy. Hopefully, with the full offseason program now, healthier, that he can step up. But Higgins is a decent insurance plan, seeing how he played. And who knows, maybe if Baker Mayfield lands here, that's somebody he already will have a connection with. And finally, Bradley Bozeman, who could start at center, where he started last year for the Ravens, or he could start at left guard, where he started the previous two seasons with the Baltimore Ravens. One year, $2.8 million contract, and him and his wife seem to love it here in Charlotte so far. They've been really responsive to the fan base so far. I know they were on the radio a couple weeks ago just talking about how excited they were to be here in Charlotte. And I mean, I'm happy to hear that. Happy to hear someone who comes in Baltimore, winning organization, come here to Charlotte, and just be excited about the community that we have here and the opportunity that he has with the Carolina Panthers. And like I said, the, fl- the flexibility is something that the Carolina Panthers love. And to have Bozeman here on this roster, now it's only for one year. The hope is that he plays well and he can re-sign and that we have that situation, whether it's at center, probably mainly center, or it's at guard, whatever it is, figured out for the near future. I would imagine it'd probably be center, considering you're already paying Austin Corbett money at guard, and you don't really pay guards a ton of money, but you would love to have a center situation cleared up for the next five-plus seasons here in Carolina, which we haven't had the last three years after Matt Khalil, or sorry, Ryan Khalil, too. My, my fault, Ryan. <laughs> Damn. Not your brother, but Ryan Khalil was such a key piece to this offensive line for years for the Carolina Panthers. So Bradley Bozeman, I'll give that an A. I just love that Scott Fitter went out there and grabbed two guys in good contracts at positions of needs and that can play and start for this team next season here. And like He, he will start. I don't see a scenario where Bradley Bozeman is not going to start. Maybe it's start him starting at center. And that gives an opportunity for a guy like Deontay Brown to step in, or maybe it's Brady, it's Brady Christensen playing at left guard. We got to see what happens at left tackle before we can definitively say, and I don't even know if we can say definitively how, how things are going to play out with that position group. But knowing that Bradley Bozeman gives the Carolina Panthers some options at, at the on the offense line, I like that signing. All right, let's take another quick pause here. Then I'll give my grades for the defensive free agency signings the Carolina Panthers have made so far here in this 2022 offseason right here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. So we finally have arrived here in the month of April. And honestly, if you have not given up on your New Year's resolution, good on you. I don't know how many people have stuck to the resolution of eating right, but I have. Thanks to Bill Park, it almost doesn't feel like we really have a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have y'all tried the Bill Park Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bill Park's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Fluffy, marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Matter of fact, all Bill Parks are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, that's Puffs included. 100% real chocolate on every single Bill Park. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better tasting and they're better 
for you. So go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. The Carolina Panthers fielded one of the best defensive teams in the National Football League last season, and they were so fun to watch play now the unfortunate thing is we've seen guys so far like Hassan Reddick leave we'll see what happens with Stephon Gilmore I imagine he won't resign here in Carolina maybe he will we will see but either way the Carolina Panthers have a solid foundation of edge rusher Brian Burns with a strong safety in linebacker Jeremy Chen you have Shaq Thompson right there in the middle JC Horn and they brought back Dante Jackson Etor Grossmatos excited to see what he can do this year as he'll fill in the spot that it's now been vacated by Morgan Fox after he was cut following a somewhat disappointing season here in Carolina, his one year in Carolina after spending his first couple seasons in the National Football League with the Los Angeles Rams. Let's take a look, though, at some of the defensive free agents and the grades that I want to give them now that they're here in Carolina. Starting off with free safety, Xavier Woods, who was the very first signing of the negotiation period a couple of weeks ago on that Monday evening here in Carolina, signing a three-year $15.75 million deal. Honestly, had not heard of Xavier Woods until he came here to Carolina. It's all field Yates of ESPN.com put out the tweet about how Woods played every single defensive snap last season for the Minnesota Vikings and had a career high in tackles, durability, and production, and youth. Check, check, check. Give me all that with Xavier Woods because I don't really know who he is, but it is an important signing. And they also re-signed Justin Burris. And Sean Chandler, who add depth to the secondary there. Safety, you have Kenny Robinson still on this roster. Five safeties, and could even allow Jeremy Chen, if needed, to step up and play linebacker. I'm going to give this a B plus. He's going to be a starter from day one. Hopefully, he'll have the same impact. Be able to stay healthy like he did last year in Minnesota. Position of need. There's other options behind him. I'm excited about the signing of Xavier Woods and getting to really get to see him play because I don't really know who he is until now he's here in Carolina. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't really watch a ton of Vikings football. And, you know, I think there's plenty of guys that are out there in the NFL who are like, never heard of him. But sounds like he might be able to help us. Therefore, I'm excited. Also, the Carolina Panthers brought in linebacker Damian Wilson on a two-year deal worth 6 
$3.9 million, $3.27 million guaranteed. I imagine that's in the first season. So really a one-year deal for Damian Wilson coming here to Carolina. Last year in Jacksonville with the Jaguars, he had a career year as well, over 100 tackles. And you have to hope that he can fill in that spot next to Shaq Thompson that in year one of Matt Rule here in 2020 with number 52, he who shall not be named to your white head, was not very good. They did not get enough production out of that position. And last year, after they traded away Denzel Perryman, who unfortunately went on to be a pro bowler with the Las Vegas Raiders, which turned out to not be the best decision, but I understand with the injuries they suffered, they are training camp showing up with that, uh, with the uh, the whole speeding ticket, saying he wouldn't get vaccinated. Just, I don't know if you, the personality fit into with whatever the hell the culture is Carolina Panthers are trying to build here. Now they made a mistake because he's a good player, but either way they shipped him off, got a draft pick for him. Maybe should have got more, but at the time they didn't expect him to play the way that he played. Had they expected that maybe he would have stayed here. Either way, Jermaine Carter Jr. Who's now a Kansas city chief. Great for Jermaine to get an opportunity to go to that organization. He did not play up to the level that I think they were hoping that he would. Now Damien Wilson, hopefully will be an upgrade for the Carolina Panthers. I'll also give this a B grade. We'll see what happens with him next season, but he will get an opportunity to start from day one. There's another linebacker I'll bring up too, Corey Littleton, who signed a big deal with the Raiders a couple of years ago after playing pretty well with the Los Angeles Rams. He got signed to a $2.6 million deal, $2 million guaranteed. Another kind of one, it's a one-year deal still, but just a flat-out one-year deal, kind of like what Wilson's might be, depending on how he performs here in Carolina this upcoming season. I like Littleton for depth. The Carolina Panthers really didn't have any depth last year when Shaq Thompson went out, and that was a problem considering that Shaq was their only reliable linebacker that they played last season. Now with Wilson here and Littleton here, and you can think about even bringing up Chin, that you re-sign Burris, you have Chandler, you have some options back there in the secondary, also with Kenny Robinson at the safety position, that can fill in. I like Corey Littleton as far as depth. I'll give this a C-minus grade. Just he hasn't played well the last couple of years in the NFL underperformed in Las Vegas, but adding some sort of depth. And I don't have a high expectation that he's going to really play much of a factor in Carolina. Maybe he will. I'll just give this a C minus. And that's not really to, you know, don't like to say anything negative about Corey Littleton. We'll just see how it plays out. Uh, and then finally, this one came out actually today on Monday, as I'm recording the show, Chris Westry, formerly of the University of Kentucky, played last year with the Baltimore Ravens, 6'4", has a ton of size and length. He started two games last year at 17 tackles for the Ravens. He's now here in Carolina to be a depth piece at cornerback. You're going to start J.C. Horn here. Also, Dante Jackson's going to start. Um, they brought back Rashawn Melvin. They still have Troy Pride Jr. on the roster who doesn't really fit kind of the size and length that they want. Stan Thomas Oliver is going to be more of a depth guy. You have Keith Taylor, fifth rounder, uh, last season out of Washington. I don't really know where Westry is going to fit in. Maybe he'll make the roster. I don't know. He's a camp body. He, and he seems like, if anything, he's going to take the spot of Troy Pride Jr. If Troy Pride Jr. I mean, we'll see. Because Troy Pride Jr., I don't think he would have made the roster last year uh, had he not injured himself. And it was, in a way, a blessing in disguise for him to get another opportunity. And that's – I don't want that to come across the wrong way. Like, I, I don't like the guy got hurt. And I'm hoping now that he can come back here and really help this team. He's fourth-round pick. He's from Greer, South Carolina, so he's a local guy. Um, for all intents and purposes, I mean, not local like me, actually from Charlotte, but from the area, we are the Carolinas. So hopefully he can have an opportunity to start next year with Chris Westry. We'll see how that plays out. So this one will just be, you know, I'll give this a C minus. We'll see how it plays out. No idea really whether he's actually going to be an impact player for the Carolina Panthers. And since defense and special teams on fantasy are the same, um, I'm going to go out there and include Johnny Hecker to this three-year deal. 
for $7.6 million, including $5 million fully guaranteed. He is a four-time All-Pro punter. A plus <laughs> signing by the Carolina Panthers. Seriously, you can get an All-Pro four times out of position that with Joe Charlton, he was fine. We saw the videos of him shanking balls on the Cedar Street at the facility back in 2020. He kind of got it figured out, then had the injury to the lower back last year. You bring in Lachlan Edwards, who has a big leg. The problem is, because he's from Australia, nope, nothing wrong with being from Australia, lovely country there at the Gold Coast. Um, but the problem is, they don't kick field goals in Australia. Australian rules football doesn't have the whole field goal place-kicking deal. So when we got to Buffalo last year, and... Zane Gonzalez got hurt with the quad, and that led him to miss the rest of the season. You have Brandon Zilstra kicking off, and he couldn't kick field goals. Now Johnny Hecker, you don't have to worry about that. He's now here in Carolina. I'm actually going to give this an A+, because that's incredible to get a player of his caliber here in Carolina. Don't know why the Rams let go of him, but excited to see what Johnny Hecker can do here for the Carolina Panthers as you have Chris Tabor now, the special teams coordinator, who consistently puts together top 10 units. You bring back Zane Gonzalez, who... Fingers crossed, shows the same consistency he showed last year, but it's been an 80% field goal kicker throughout his career and his stops um, in Arizona. And I think he was, also, he was in Detroit where he got signed off the practice squad before coming to Carolina. We'll see how that plays out. But I like what they did there all around with special teams. Just got to find a punt returner and a kick returner this upcoming season, which I'm sure will emerge here for the Carolina Panthers. So those are my defensive grades here for the free agent signing for the Carolina Panthers in 2022. That's going to wrap it up for me here. On this edition of Locked on Panthers, as always, I'm your host, Julian Council. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. I cannot thank you all enough for watching the show and supporting the show on YouTube. Please help me get to 1,000 subscribers by the draft here in three weeks. We want as many people that have eyeballs on the show. Like on that Thursday, the 28th, I will be going live. It's probably not going to be until like midnight, but I'm sure there's y'all all over the world watching the show, listening to the podcast. We're going to continue to do live shows. And the more people we have for that, the more people can tune into live. So thank you so much to everyone who has watched the show and subscribed to the show on YouTube. If you have not, shame on you. Please go do that. Now, if you prefer to listen in the car on the way to work or home or whatever you're doing, you can still listen to the show and continue listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, where I ask you to rate, review, subscribe. Five stars only. Don't be a hater. Um, and also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all the other podcasts and platforms out there. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council or leave a comment on a Monday through Thursday show on YouTube. And I'll get to that every single Friday. In the meantime, head to Chapel Hill. I don't know when I'm going to rec- I'll be back Tuesday. So I'm going to record something. I will at least come back on Wednesday. So I don't know. This will kind of serve. This is really the Monday episode. But it'll also kind of serve as a Tuesday episode. I will get you something by Wednesday morning. I promise. You'll have something by Wednesday morning as we continue to look ahead to the NFL draft here in a couple of weeks. So stay safe. Keep pounding. Go Heels. And I guess I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday probably. I don't know. Goodbye. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.